Hi everyone. Welcome back to another lore exploration here on Lore Candy. Thank you for joining us again, or if it's your first time, welcome new. This week we'll be talking about several of the characters in the game that never really chose a faction, but prefer to stay on their own side. Sit back and enjoy while we dive into the stories from some of the most important characters in the game. Let's start today with Arthas Menethil. Arthas was the crown prince of Lordaeron and a paladin in the Silver Hand. He was the son of Terranus Menethil, the king of Lordaeron during the Third War. His mentor was Uther the Lightbringer, one of the very first paladins. Arthas's starring role in the Warcraft universe begins close to the beginning of the Third War, when the Undead Plague begins spreading and infecting the citizens of Lordaeron. Arthas arrives in the city of Stratholm, only to find out that the necromancer Kel'Thuzad has infected their grain shipments with the plague, and Arthas decides that the entire city needs to be destroyed, people and all, to keep the plague from spreading. It's at this point he starts to break away from the light and his former life. Jaina Proudmore, who accompanied Arthas to try and stop the plague, disagrees with his decision and leaves him, saying she can't watch him do this. Arthas also denounces Uther when he tries to convince Arthas not to raise the entire town. This event is known as the Culling of Stratholm, and is the first time we really see that Arthas may take a darker path. After killing Kel'Thuzad, Arthas continues to search out agents of the Ended Scourge. This journey eventually takes Arthas to Northrend, where he finds the runeblade Frostmourne. In doing so, rather than wielding the power to defeat the Scourge, he becomes a Death Knight in service to the Scourge. He makes his way back to Lordaeron where he kills his father and then attacks Silvermoon City where he kills Sylvanas Windrunner and subsequently turns her into a banshee. After this campaign he returns to Northrend and takes up the mantle of Lich King, the master of the massive force of the Undead Scourge. We owe a lot of the current expansion and the entire Wrath expansion to Arthas and his incredibly dynamic story. Another major class of characters is the Titans. The Titans are giant beings whose purpose is to awaken what they call world souls in order to bring these world souls into full power to join with the Titans. The Titans currently consist of Amonthul, Ianar, Norganon, Golgoneth, Kazgaroth, and Agrimar. Sargeras was also once a Titan as well before his corruption into the leader of the Burning Legion. Now, quick aside on the Old Gods as well, also known as the Shethyar in the language of the Old Gods. These beings were created by the Void Lords to corrupt Titan world souls and include Cthun, Yogg-Saron, Yesharaj, and Nazoth, who feature actually pretty heavily in this expansion. Nazoth is currently the only active Old God recently released from his prison at the end of the Eternal Palace Raid. The Old Gods are another force of evil on Azeroth, causing almost as much trouble for the players as the Burning Legion. Now, let's also talk real quick about Dragonflights. Dragonflights refer to types of dragons in the Warcraft universe, and the five main Dragonflights in-game now are the Red Dragonflight, with power over life, the Green Dragonflight, with power over the Emerald Dream, Bronze, with power over time, Blue, with power over magic, and Black, with the power over Earth. Now, each Dragonflight was granted these powers by a different Titan for the purpose of fighting against the Old Gods. The leaders of each flight are referred to as the Dragon Aspects. Red is led by Alex Straza, Green by Ysera, Bronze by Nosdormu, Blue by Kalagos, and Black by actually a few different dragons after the corruption of Deathwing by the Old Gods. These dragons can take on human forms as well, which is why we encounter most of them as humanoid when we see them in-game. Leadership of the Black Flight is split between Rathion on Azeroth, Sabellion on Outland, and Abyssian, 
in High Mountain. While we're on the subject, let's talk about Rathian. Rathian the Black Prince is one of only a handful of black dragons left after most of them were corrupted by the old gods during the Cataclysm. <clears throat> he is the grandson of Deathwing. His dragon egg was taken to a safe location before hatching uh, to hatch, far away from the influence of the old gods to hopefully be uncorrupted, which was successful. His human form got a model overhaul that we will hopefully see very soon in-game. He has taken it upon himself to protect Azeroth, as was once his father and grandfather's job, and resist that corruption at all costs. Speaking of, Deathwing is actually known by a few different names, including Deathwing the Destroyer, the Black Aspect, and the Worldbreaker, which makes sense because he absolutely messed up the world when he came back in the Cataclysm expansion. Just a couple of the changes made by Deathwing in his flight across Azeroth was the breaking of Stonerot Dam, turning Loch Modan into more of a pond than a loch, and creating a massive fissure in the earth in the Badlands called the Scar of the Worldbreaker. So Deathwing's return to Azeroth was no small deal. Deathwing was originally called Notharion and was the Black Dragonflight, given stewardship over the earth. Eventually, however, Deathwing was driven mad by the old gods back during the War of the Ancients and fought against the other dragon aspects. He was defeated and returned to Deepholm to recover. When Deathwing returned, he threw the elements all out of whack, causing a whole lot more destruction than just he himself could manage. His objective was to cause the Hour of Twilight, the return of the old gods that would destroy everything on Azeroth. The players had to literally go back in time, and sometimes forward in time, to obtain the Dragon Soul, the only means of defeating Deathwing. Now next, we'll talk about Mother. Mother is actually an acronym, uh, standing for Matron of Tenacity, Herald of Endless Research, and she is the giant titan construct that we see in the Heartforge. Uh, she is a watcher for the Uldir Titan facility, the purpose of all Titan facilities being to experiment with different ways to defeat the old gods. After Uldir was ultimately contaminated by Gahun, the old god of blood, a weaker old god actually created accidentally by the Titans, Mother helped the players to defeat him in the Uldir raid. After the raid, Mother joins Magnite Bronzebeard in the Chamber of the Heart to assist him in healing Azeroth. Ashara is currently the underwater tentacly queen of the Naga, but back about 10,000 years ago, she was queen of pretty much all the Night Elves, or Kaldari, as they were known. Her demise came when she agreed to a deal with the Burning Legion to cleanse Azeroth of what she viewed as impure races, essentially anyone who was not part of her elite Night Elf society. The Burning Legion was defeated, and her along with it, of course. Part of the consequences of the war 10,000 years ago was the destruction of the Well of Eternity, and that was the font of magical power that gave Night Elves their immortality. Now, this destruction released such incredible power that it caused the once whole continent of Kalimdor to break into two pieces, now called Kalimdor in the west and the eastern kingdoms in, well, the east. Uh, Queen Ashara's city was also destroyed, and her people were thrown into the ocean. Now, the old god Nathoth made a deal with her to save her and her people's lives, and he transformed them into the Naga, a race of fish people, with Ashara being their tentacle-having queen. She now rules them in the newly not-underwater city of Nazjatar. Now, finally, Illidan Stormrage is always a very dynamic character with shifting loyalties. The one thing you can usually be sure of with Illidan 
is that he's going to do whatever it takes to make life difficult for the Burning Legion, even if that means sometimes siding with the Legion itself for a little bit. Illidan was born over 10,000 years ago, before the War of the Ancients. He was one of only two Night Elves born with golden eyes, a sign of great power and destiny, the other actually being Queen Ashara herself. Illidan was a powerful sorcerer, and was offered the chance to become one of the first druids, along with his brother Malfurion Stormrage, but declined the offer. During the first invasion of the Legion into Azeroth, Illidan temporarily sided with them and became the first demon hunter, though his ultimate goal was to actually help defeat the Legion. For this, and for attempting to actually create a second Well of Eternity, he was imprisoned for the next 10,000 years by the Watchers, a group of Night Elf Jailers and Hunters led by Maya of Shadowsong. Now during the Third War, Taronda Whisperwind freed Illidan, believing he would be able to help repel the Burning Legion and save Azeroth, and Taronda was correct. But Illidan became a demon by consuming the powers from the Skull of Gul'dan, and was therefore banished by Malfurion. Now, sometime after this, Kil'jaeden recruited Illidan to try and destroy the Lich King, then Arthas Menethil, who was no longer serving Kil'jaeden as faithfully as he would have liked. Illidan recruited an army of Naga led by Lady Vash to try and help him with this, but his campaign was cut short when he heard that Taranda, the woman that he loved, was in danger from the undead scourge. Yeah, quick aside on that, Taranda is Malfurion's wife, but Illidan also has a major thing for her, so just remember that. Fearing the backlash from Kil'jaeden after failing to kill Arthas, he fled to Outland, where he teamed up with the Blood Elves led by Kael'thas Sunstrider to take down the Pit Lord Magtheridon and claim Outland as his own kingdom. Kil'jaeden eventually did find him, though, and sent him back to finish what he had started, but Illidan was pushed back and actually nearly killed by Arthas during their fight. Illidan's only option at that point seemed to be to take the fight to kill Jaden, to avoid getting killed by the Demon Lord, and that's exactly what he did. Though he did fight well against the Legion, he was ultimately killed in the Black Temple, and his spirit was gelled again by Maya for, I, I suppose, eternal punishment this time? Uh, Illidan was brought back to life during the Legion expansion and helped us repel yet another invasion from those glowing green jerkoffs. Seems to be the thing that he is super good at. The last we've seen of Illidan was at the end of the Legion expansion. Uh, Sargeras attempts to destroy Azeroth with his gigantic sword, but is pulled back by the Titans and is actually given to Illidan as a prisoner. <laughs> And there we go. That was a lot of information, but hopefully worth it to help you understand a little bit more about all these people and places in Azeroth. Tune in next time for another great episode of Lore Candy. As always, if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, send that on to lorecandypod at gmail.com. I'll see you shortly for a new episode of Lore Candy. It's candy for your nerdy little mind. Mm-hmm.